0: Welcome back to the Beck and Call podcast. I'm your host, Merit Beck. As a longtime fashion blogger, I have loved connecting with my audience over the years on all things life, work, love, and everything in between, and I wanted to bring that to life on this podcast. You can consider the Beck and Call podcast a weekly catch-up with your internet bestie, where I share personal life updates, recent recs and reviews, and discuss relevant, interesting topics for women in their 20s, 30s, and beyond. I am so glad you're here. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. While I am recording this ahead of my trip to Carmel, by the time you guys are listening, we'll already be a few days into the new year. Now, I don't know about you, but I always love the start of a new year, but part of me also gets a little melancholy that the holidays are over. I got so much joy out of spending uninterrupted time with my family over Christmas, and January always tends to feel like a lonely month coming off of that. It's also a time when people recommit themselves to healthy habits, like by doing dry January, trying Whole30, starting a new workout regimen, or establishing some kind of wellness routine. After all the holiday parties in November and December, people just stay home more and buckle down in January, don't they? I'm one of those people too, don't get me wrong, but I guess I just get such a high from the holiday season that January feels kind of lame, even if there is the excitement of a new year, like a fresh perspective, new goals, all of that stuff. I guess one upside to a slower January is actually having the time to really set your intentions and set yourself up for success in the new year, which is what I am definitely going to try to do. That is after I get back from Carmel. Before we get into a recap of my Christmas holiday, I did want to give a podcast update. So if you listened to my last episode of 2022, which was best of 2022, I discussed a couple of changes I might want to make to the podcast in the new year, and one of them you might have already figured out. So I've decided to move my weekly episode release date to Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Last year, I found myself stressing out every Monday as I attempted to get the next episode recorded, edited and published within one day. (laughs) Like I wanted to get it out first thing Tuesday morning. And so I spent all day Monday recording, editing all of that. So while a lot of podcasters record episodes in advance and schedule them out, I like the content I share to be fairly current, especially since a lot of the content has to do with me and my life and things that I'm often sharing on social media in real time. So I don't want it to be too delayed, of course. Uh, While I occasionally schedule episodes out when I'm traveling, most of the time I record, edit, and publish within a couple of days. And more often than not, it's all happening on Monday to get ready for Tuesday. And while I tried to do preparation the week before, it didn't always work out that way. And I would end up working on Sunday just out of anxiety that I wouldn't get the episode up on time. If you've been around for a while, you'll know that even the year before... My real goal was to have a better work-life balance and working on the weekends was something that I really was trying not to do. But really, since I started the podcast, I've been doing that a lot more and I don't want to do that. So (laughs) I gave it some thought over the holiday and decided that moving my episode release date up to Wednesday will give me two full days to prepare, record, and edit as just opposed to one. So I think this will help reduce some stress that I've had around the podcast this last year. As most of you know, I also have a fashion blog, a newsletter social media channels, and other things to create content for. So while I'd love to spend my entire week crafting each podcast episode, I just don't have the time. This isn't my only project. So I'm sure most of you are like, who cares? (laughs) But I just wanted to let you know that all episodes going forward will be coming out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. And I'm personally very excited about this change, not only for my sanity, but also because I'll have more flexibility to put more time into each episode and make it the best I can. The other change I'm going to make is that I won't be doing the Q&A segment on a weekly basis anymore. While I love answering listener questions and definitely will continue to do so, it's been kind of a challenge getting people to submit questions regularly and on a wide variety of topics. I just don't want my content to get stale or repetitive, so I figured it's probably best to save the Q&A segment for when I really receive good questions that all listeners would enjoy hearing and that I would personally enjoy answering. So Instead of doing the Q&A segment every week, I will be rotating segments in and out as the last segment of each episode, just to keep things interesting. So some weeks it might be some new discovery, some weeks it might be a royal news update or a pop culture moment. There are some other ideas I have in the works and Liza has been helping me come up with some ideas as well. So uh, we're going to try and kind of rotate that at the end of every episode, have something new and fun for you guys. So stay tuned for that. And then finally, as much as I love sharing local Dallas restaurants and updates with y'all, I know a lot of my listeners aren't actually in Dallas, and I want to make sure my podcast doesn't feel too localized. When I asked for feedback on the podcast Instagram page, that was one of the most submitted things, so I want to make sure my podcast is still interesting for people who don't live here. I still plan to share my weekend recaps like I normally do. Those are not going anywhere, but you won't hear me go into as much detail about everyday happenings in Dallas, what I'm eating at restaurants, etc. With that said, if there's a really exciting new restaurant, I'll probably share it, but I'm just not going to share all of what I'm eating every week. I know not everybody's interested in that. And I'll also be sharing restaurants that I visit when I'm sharing my travel recap. So those won't totally be going away. I'm just trimming it down a little bit. Anyway, that's all the changes I plan to make for now, but hopefully these changes will make for an even better listening experience for all of you, wherever you happen to be listening. So I'm so excited to see what 2023 brings. Thank you for all of you who have started and continued listening. It means the world to me. I'm so happy you're here. And now that we've done some housekeeping updates, let's get into my Christmas recap. The night before I drove to Austin for Christmas, a few of my girlfriends got together for a festive dinner and gift exchange. Our friend Lauren suggested we do our favorite things instead of a traditional white elephant, which I had never done before, but it was such a great idea. We had a price cap of about $40, and each of us gave each other a few of our favorite things. And so most of these items were like beauty, skin, hair-related. Some were like wellness items. Some were food items. I gave my friends my favorite Henry Rose fragrance in the form of a travel spray. I take mine with me everywhere. This is actually also something I told my mom to get and put in the stockings for people in our family, just as little stocking stuffers, because it really is the perfect size about the size of your hand, but it's thin and it's a spray, So you and it's small enough to put in a carry-on. But the Torn fragrance is my very favorite, and so I gave that to them. I also gave them a couple of Olive and June goodies. And then as far as what I received, I got some really cool crew socks from Aloe Yoga, which I love. I got some cute and functional hair clips. I got Trader Joe's lavender hand sanitizer. I got this snail face cream, or maybe it's a face oil. I haven't tried it yet. It's been here since I've been in Austin, but I'm going to try that. And then a couple of different kind of electrolyte drinks and things like that. It was just like a really good variety of fun things to try. So I'm excited to pour through those. I'll be sure to share a photo of all of the things I received in my gifts from my friends on the Beck and Call podcast, Instagram page. If you want to check it out and shop those items. After arriving in Austin on Wednesday, I grabbed dinner with my cousin at June's All Day, which is such a great spot on South Congress. It's actually been a while since I've been back, but I was craving their Boston lettuce salad. It has this incredible truffle vinaigrette. It's so rich, but it also has a really tart bite to it, so it doesn't taste super heavy. It's very light and refreshing, but that black truffle vinaigrette, it is so good. And I think the defined dish actually recreated the recipe I really need to try it at home because I would eat that every day, I think. It's definitely a dish to put on your list if you're traveling to Austin sometime soon. And I rarely get to see my cousin except for at holiday gatherings since we don't live close by. So it was really nice to catch up with her one-on-one. And we actually decided that she's going to come visit me in March. So I'm really excited to have her in Dallas to show her my favorite spots. And it's just going to be really fun to spend more one-on-one time with her. The next morning, my mom and I hit up Central Market, which is, if you're not familiar with it, it's just a gourmet food market slash grocery store. And we went to stock up on as much as we could before the big holiday rush, although there were a ton of people there at 8 a.m. So we didn't beat the holiday rush, but I think it would have been worse had we gone back later in the week. But long story short, my mom didn't feel like cooking Christmas Eve dinner. Because we were going to be cooking the next morning for a much bigger group, and she understandably didn't want to deal with both meals. Originally, she'd wanted to get a reservation somewhere, but she ended up waiting too long to make a reservation at the place she wanted, and they were booked. And then when she reached out to Lee's Market, who she's usually ordered catering from before, it was also too late. They had stopped taking orders, I think, two weeks before Christmas. So. Instead, we went to Central Market and got a bunch of delicious pre-made items like toasted truffle cauliflower, garlic scalloped potatoes, and more. So we got a lot of the sides there. And then we also decided to order a bunch of beef wellingtons on Gold Belly. If you've never heard of Goldbelly, it's a website where you can order gourmet food and desserts from a variety of popular restaurants and bakeries all over the country. Like I have ordered the iconic banana pudding from Magnolia in New York. They'll deliver it from Gold Belly. You can order milk bar. You can order so many different amazing things on Gold Belly. But what we haven't ever done is order something savory like that. And we were both a little worried about them because they arrived frozen. And like I said, we'd never ordered something savory on Gold Belly before, but they were absolutely delicious. They had this rosemary in the crust. They turned out great. It was so yummy. But anyway, after we went to Central Market, she had to run a few other errands. And we happened to be nearby Russell's Bakery. I actually grew up going there and was obsessed with their ham and cheese croissants. Every time I spent the night at my grandparents' house, which was right up the hill from the bakery, we would go the next morning and I would get one. As we were driving by, I was feeling nostalgic and I asked my mom to pull over, so I went in and got one. And luckily for me, they had one ham and cheese left. Like, they're very popular (laughs) ham and cheese croissants. And they are just as mouthwatering as I remember. And I definitely won't be waiting as long to get another one again. They were so good. You know, it's not something I could probably eat every day these days, but they are that good. On Friday night, we had our cousin's Christmas get-together with my dad's side of the family. So I grew up doing Thanksgiving and Christmas Day with my cousins. But after my mom and stepdad got married, we started doing those holidays with his family. And so the Cousins Christmas was created so we could have a dedicated Beck family get-together during the holidays like we used to. We always cater Motties. We have margaritas. This time, Adam actually made cranberry margaritas, which were delicious. And then we do a typical white elephant gift exchange. So this year, I actually snagged an off-brand Theragun, which I am very excited about. I work out a lot, as you guys know, and have been thinking about ordering a Theragun for a while. So I'm thrilled to have gotten one for free, even if it isn't the real thing. And then on Christmas Eve, I helped my mom prepare for our dinner, but I also spent a good portion of the day baking a coconut cake for Christmas Day. I was trying to recreate the incredible cake we had at Villa Ziana during Emma's Bachelorette in August. It was so, so yummy. And my mom is a huge fan of coconut. So I had been talking about it and raving about it for months. And I convinced her to let me make it for Christmas. (laughs) Naturally, I added an extra egg by accident. I am not a great baker or cook. So of course I fucked it up. And mine wasn't nearly as pretty presentation-wise, but it was really tasty. And while a few people did grab a slice, there was actually a lot left over, so I brought it back to Dallas and froze smaller sections of it so I can enjoy it whenever I get a coconut craving. As I said before, we had a much larger crew coming over on Christmas Day, so my mom and I spent all morning whipping up brunch items in the kitchen, including an egg casserole, little smokies, bacon, sausage, biscuits and gravy— and then I even tried my hand at the viral cinnamon roll hack that I saw on Instagram last summer. It was probably all over TikTok too, but I tested it out a couple of days before Christmas day just to make sure it was worth the hype. And it was so easy and so fucking delicious. All you need, you guys, all you need are Pillsbury grand cinnamon rolls and heavy cream. We use two cans of the grand cinnamon rolls. And after greasing the pan, place the rolls into the pan as you normally would. But before you put them in the oven, You pour a cup of heavy cream over the rolls. And then as they bake, the rolls soak up the heavy cream, making them so much more soft. They're super dense, super rich. And I believe they cooked a little longer than what it said on the can. The can said 23 to 27 minutes. And I think I cooked mine closer to 28 to 30 minutes. But set them for 27 and keep an eye on them. And then afterwards, of course, you put on the icing. Everyone loved them. I went back for seconds. I ate another one the next day. I am obsessed with this. It's going to be my go-to brunch item. If there's ever a group brunch where I have to bring something, (laughs) they were so good. You guys, after brunch, we opened stockings and then played a game. My sister had planned and executed all by herself that one of her clients at Neiman's had told her about. It was a matching game using wrapped gifts and giant solo cups. She'd ordered on Amazon. So, Under each solo cup is a wrapped gift that matches another wrapped gift under another solo cup. Before the game started, my sister put all of the wrapped gifts under the solo cups and mixed them up so that, you know, they wouldn't be next to each other. And then the group gathered around the solo cups in a circle. And when it was the next person's turn, they would pick up two solo cups of their choosing to see what was underneath. If the wrapping paper matched under both solo cups, they got to keep both gifts. But if they didn't match, they'd place the solo cups back over the gifts and the next person would go. It was so much fun. Everybody got involved. I will say it took a couple of rounds around the group to really get it going because the gifts were mixed up really well. Uh, But once things started getting removed, the game really picked up and got exciting because you started to identify which wrapping paper was in what area of of the solo cups. My sister picked and wrapped all of the gifts, which ranged from food items like Stubbs barbecue sauce to Ora Bay hair care products. It was just like a good mix of things that anyone would like. Everyone had a great time and nobody walked away without a gift. And people were like getting really involved in helping other people try and find a gift. Anyway. It was so much fun, and I think it's going to be a new tradition in our household, although next year, I think we all may need to bring two of our own wrapped gifts so my sister isn't responsible for it all, because I think she spent a fortune on it. But she is so creative, and it was such a fun game. I highly recommend it. And like I said, she bought these giant solo cups on Amazon if you want to use those. The rest of Christmas Day, we spent just lounging around watching TV. My mom and I played Mexican Train. We ate all the leftovers from brunch and dinner the night before. And I didn't head back to Dallas until Tuesday. So Monday was just one more day to relax and hang out with my mom. We did more Mexican train. We went on a walk in the neighborhood I grew up in and we watched TV. It was just such a relaxing holiday. And whenever I go to Austin, I usually expect to have a decent amount of plans outside the house. Either we'll go out to eat, we'll go shopping with my sister at Neiman's, or just be running a lot of errands where I feel like I need to actually have a normal outfit on. So with that in mind, I always pack a lot of clothes. But this time, I swear I. Wore my workout clothes for 95% of the trip. I think I put on three outfits in total the entire time I was there. I don't often do that as I really do enjoy getting dressed up and wearing real outfits. But there's also something so nice about not giving a shit about your appearance once in a while. And that is basically what I did when I was in Austin last week. Moving on to recs and reviews. I've got some good ones for you this week. So I know I'm late to the game with this. But over Christmas, I decided to put on the Great British Baking Show holiday episodes. I'd heard really great things about this show from all kinds of people, but since I'm not usually a fan of reality TV or cooking shows, I ignored it for a long time. But my mom and I were looking for something mindless to watch and listen to while we were working on a puzzle, and we both got sucked into it. After finishing the two holiday episodes, I started season five, which was the earliest season Netflix had. And I am now so obsessed. I'm on the final episode. I haven't watched to see who wins. I'm sort of hoping it's Sophie. She seems like the best candidate. (laughs) But the hosts are charming. The participants have their own funny quirks and their own strengths and weaknesses. The judges, while polite, have no mercy. And each week, the competitors are given three baking challenges on a theme. So one week, it might be cakes. Another one, it might be pies or biscuits. There's a signature challenge a technical challenge, and a showstopper challenge. And they are judged on each one. And then at the end of the episode, one participant is sent home based on like a low performance and another one is selected as star baker. It really is such a cute and heartwarming show. And I personally think that's pretty hard to find on TV these days. Plus it keeps you on your toes. There are just new disasters with the bakers and their creations each week. It's dramatic, but because it's just baked goods, it's not actually stressful which is my kind of TV. That is why I don't like reality TV because there's actually real drama and people are fighting and all of that. This is more like, oh no, a cake has fallen in on itself, (laughs) like that kind of stress. So it's way more entertaining and just kind of a great mindless watch. It was the perfect thing to watch over Christmas and I'm going to be watching every season I can now that I've started. One night we watched Spirited, a new movie starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds that cleverly reworks Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol story. I hadn't seen Will Ferrell in a holiday movie since Elf, which was iconic, obviously, so I had somewhat high expectations for this. Even though I loved musical theater growing up, I don't love watching musicals on TV for some reason. With that said, I thought the concept was clever, the jokes were pretty funny, And I was impressed with the actor's singing skills, although it sounded like Will Ferrell may have been auto-tuned a little bit. (laughs) But it wasn't anywhere near the best holiday movie I've ever seen, but it's pretty cute and it had a lot going on. It definitely kept you entertained all the way through. I don't think any of us got bored watching it. I will say it's not super kid-friendly, although it looks like it might be, but it's also not for adults only. It sort of hovers right there in the middle, hence the PG-13 rating. But anyway, as I was saying, it was entertaining, but not the best holiday movie I've ever seen. And you can watch Spirited on Apple TV. The other movie we watched this week was the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Like the original, this one has a star-studded cast, including Daniel Craig again as Detective Benoit Blanc, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monae, Leslie Odom, and Katherine Hahn. And there are also a bunch of cameos, <laughs> like Serena Williams. That was a surprise. Hugh Grant was a surprise. Natasha Leone and more. I mean, it's truly very star-studded. But this particular Knives Out story is about a billionaire and his group of friends who end up entangled in a murder mystery on his private island. I thought this movie was pretty hysterical, and there were a couple of good solid twists, but the first one was better. Still, I think this one is worth a watch if you want to be entertained, so give it a shot. You can watch it on Netflix. Last but not least, I started and finished a new audiobook this last week. On the drive down to Austin, I started The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed. I've been hearing rave reviews about this book over the last several years. I think it came out in 2017. So I don't know why it took me so long to start it. But when I finally did, I could not stop. Luckily, I had a three hour drive to and from Austin, plus several long walks and errands to run where I could listen in my car. So it didn't take me too long to finish. And I loved every minute of it. This book is about an aging starlet who wants to recount her life story to a writer and hopes she'll write her biography. Considering the title, the story is not at all what you expect it to be, but in the best way, it totally sucks you in. It's a story about beauty, love, secrets, owning your story, and being yourself. It's just—it's all of the things. There's Hollywood glamour. uh, It's—I just loved it. This one pulls at your heartstrings in more ways than one. Like I said, it's super addictive. And I recently read that Netflix is adapting the book into a movie. I have no idea who's in it. I have no idea when it will come out, but needless to say, I will be first in line to watch it. Let's take a quick break to chat about our sponsor this week. This holiday season was absolute chaos for me. From going abroad immediately after Thanksgiving to coming down with a monster cold that put me out for like a week, to last last-minute errands and several holiday get-togethers before leaving for Austin, I barely had time to breathe, let alone schedule an appointment to go get my nails done. And that is why I love the Olive and June Manny System. The Manny System has everything you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. I can do my nails at my desk and continue to work on the computer while they dry. I don't know about you, but I also get so bored at the nail salon and the appointments always take longer than you think they will. They start later and then they just are slow. <laughs> Why waste precious time at the salon when I can do my own nails beautifully in the comfort of my own home? No appointment or salon visit required. You can customize your mani system with your choice of 6 polishes and it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. While I love all of the items in Olive and June's mani system, the Poppy is a total game changer to my nail routine. I was never very good at doing my own nails before getting my hands on the poppy because I don't have great hand dexterity, but with the poppy, you can slip it on the handle of any nail polish brush and you get a more secure grip for even steady strokes every single time. I used to rely on going to the salon because I was so bad at doing my own nails, but now I'm saving time and money and giving myself a perfect manicure thanks to the poppy. Visit oliveandjune.com slash beck and call for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash B-E-C-K-A-N-D-C-A-L-L for 20% off your first Manny system. I put a call out on Instagram last week to hear what you guys were planning for your New Year's resolutions, and I got so many great ideas. Truth be told, I sometimes have trouble coming up with new meaningful goals and really needed the inspo. Mine tend to be pretty cliche, like lose weight, achieve a better work-life balance, yada, yada, yada. I find that if my resolutions aren't super specific, I have a hard time committing to them after a few months. They just sort of like fade off into the distance. So with that in mind, I wanted to share some of my goals and some of my favorites that y'all submitted in case you also need inspiration like I did. At the end of the summer, I decided to set up a daily step goal for myself, and I did a pretty great job of keeping it up until the holidays. My goal was to hit 14,000 steps a day, which I was actually able to reach somewhat consistently thanks to my many walks with Reese's and the fact that I was also running on my Peloton tread. But on the days that I didn't hit that, I still tried to hit at least 10,000 steps a day. And from the time I came home from my Europe trip on December 7th until now, I've really taken it easy. First, because I was sick as a dog thanks to that awful cold I picked up abroad, Then just pure laziness, honestly, when I was at home in Austin. So, But one of my resolutions is to start that step goal again and stick with it throughout the entire year. I was so proud of myself when I looked back at each previous month and year and saw my averages increase over time. It was so easy to work into my routine, and it was a rewarding thing to do that I know would be great for my health. Plus it gave me more time to listen to podcasts and audiobooks and I can't complain about that. So I'm really going to try and do that again this year and do it all year as opposed to just a few months, like I did this fall. But I think it's something, like I said, that's easy. I can fit into my schedule, especially with a dog. <laughs> she makes it easy. And walking is something I will hopefully be able to do for most of the rest of my life. Some of the workouts that I do like hit stuff or really heavy weights I may not be able to do that into my 70s and 80s, but hopefully walking will be something I can continue doing for the rest of my life. So why not start now and implement a routine and a goal that I can try and reach every single day. Another thing I started doing, I think in February last year, so it wasn't actually a resolution, it was more um a reaction to my behavior. <laughs> so it was to drink less. So I was going out a lot at the start of the year last year and after a few rough hangovers, I decided it is just not worth it to keep it up like that. After that, I started drinking way less. And with the exception of a couple big events, like my 35th birthday, I have managed to avoid hangovers this year. I almost never drink at home and generally don't drink during the week. Those things were never really an issue for me. It was always when I'd go out with friends or on dates, and I would try to keep up with whoever I was drinking with, not on purpose. I would just be having a good time. Unless it's a special occasion, I now usually stop after two drinks. To me, hangovers are just not worth it. Not only am I in physical pain, but I tend to eat terribly, I skip exercising for a couple of days, and I just feel worthless after a big night out when I feel bad. So I guess my resolution for this year is to keep that up, stick to drinking just a couple drinks when I go out and not overdo it. I just want to continue limiting the frequency and quantity of alcohol that I consume. Last year, I also felt pretty stressed about my work schedule with the addition of this podcast and it being so much extra work. So one of my resolutions for this year is to delegate some of it, but also adjust my schedule to reduce that stress. First thing I've done, I've already shared, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to release my episodes one day later than they have been. That way, I have two full days at the start of each week to prep, record, and edit, and then create the marketing collateral for each episode. I'll feel less rushed, and hopefully it'll make the process feel more organized and manageable for me, and I won't work on the weekends like I've been doing. Now let's get into some listener submissions. These were so good. It was hard to narrow it down, and I did my best. There's still a lot of them, but here we go. After a really busy year in the best way, my goal is to just be and enjoy where I am in life. I love this. I think we could all use a reminder to be present and enjoy that current moment we're in instead of dwelling on what could be or should be, or worrying about the next thing on our to-do list. It's just, this is sort of the point being grateful for what you have and where you are in life and all of that. I think it's great. I'd like to be better about budgeting and would like to set a goal of the amount I want in savings. Same because my income can fluctuate. And when I get paid, isn't in my control. I really need to do a better job of budgeting and saving throughout the year. Sometimes I need to give myself more wiggle room than I'm able to, and I'm not always on top of it, which causes unnecessary stress when I could just be doing a better job of planning (laughs) from the start. So I definitely am with you on that. Budgeting and saving is on my list this year. Okay, someone submitted, I want to cut back on drinking. I'm starting with no drinking during the week. Amen, sister. I feel like this is such a common resolution these days because I think we all probably drank more than we needed to during the pandemic. And while having a couple of drinks at a party can be fun, drinking isn't the only way to have fun. And I almost always regret it when I have more than a few when I go out. Hangovers and the unhealthy behaviors that follow are just not worth it. Like I said, when I do have a hangover, it takes me a while to bounce back. So I'm usually eating like shit. I'm not working out. I have anxiety. I just don't feel great. And that's just a bad pattern and I don't want it. So <laughs> I'm with you. I'd love to read a book a week. That is such a great goal. <laughs> I mostly listen to audiobooks instead of reading them. So I'm not sure I'd be able to finish a book a week on top of all of the podcasts I listen to, but I would love to read more in 2023, not only for entertainment, but great for improving vocabulary, for opening your mind and learning something new. I love to read. And I love to listen. So maybe I'll do a little bit of both this year. Maybe I'll get my hands on a real handheld book. Okay. I got a couple variations of the following submissions and I wanted to share both. So I want to just do things I want to do and not things I think I should. And then the other one was, I want to stop doing things just because they're a habit. If it's not the best for me, 100% yes to this. I think we all get stuck from time to time doing things just because we've always done things that way, or because other people think that's what we should be doing when we really should be listening to ourselves and making the best decisions for us as individuals. It's about being more intentional about the things we do. Doing what you want and not what others want you to do is the best way to be yourself and will ultimately make you the most happy and fulfilled you could be. A lot of you said that you want to learn a new language or relearn one you used to study or know. I love this idea and honestly, I would like to do this myself with Spanish. I studied it growing up, then moved on to French in college because it just seemed sexier to me at the time, and now I don't know either. (laughs) I wish I'd stuck with Spanish because both my mom and sister are pretty fluent, and living in Texas, Spanish would be particularly helpful, and I think it would also be a little easier for me to learn because I'm around it so much. While French could be fun to learn for trips abroad, it's just not useful to me here, and Spanish definitely would be. I wanna be more selfish with my time. Drop bad friends, stop seeing men who don't respect me. I love this resolution because life is too damn short to be wasting your time on people who don't respect you or treat you well. We should all make this a priority. I'm focusing on building the habits needed to achieve my goals rather than the goal itself. This is so smart. (laughs) Like, I wish this is what I think I need with resolutions. Like I said, I need specific goals, not like lofty, open ended, vague ones. Instead of saying, I'm going to get stronger or I'm going to lose weight. Establish habits you need to do those things. For example, implement a weekly workout routine you can stick to or commit to going grocery shopping once a week for fresh produce. It can take two to three months to establish new habits. So as long as you're consistent and don't try to do too many things at once, small changes are much easier to stick to than big changes. So just stick with them. Start small and build from there. I want to practice more gratitude. I already started and I feel the shift in my mindset. This is another lesson I think we could all learn from. It's easy to spot and agonize over things you feel are missing from your life. But if you reflect on what you do have and practice gratitude for those things, you're likely to have a much more positive outlook on your life and be happier. I want to stop apologizing so much. Yes, (laughs) this is something I need to stop doing. I even do this with my assistant, Liza, when I'm asking her to take photos of me for my blog or Instagram. And she's like, don't apologize. It's my job. Why is it in my nature and instinct to apologize for asking her to do something that she's getting paid for? I don't know. Hearing that was kind of groundbreaking for me as a woman. I've always been expected to apologize for being in the way or being a burden or not getting something right. And I'm sick of doing it, but it's such a hard habit to break. If you guys have any tips on how to stop apologizing, I would love to hear it. You can email info at beckandcallpodcast.com. I would love to hear it and share any advice for those of you who struggle with this like I do. All right, this next one's impressive. I want to run a half marathon. I love resolutions like this because it's a goal with actionable steps you can take to reach it. You can start small with one mile a couple times a week and keep building on that as you get closer to the big day. I've only ever run a 10K, but felt so accomplished when I got across the finish line. It is such a rewarding feeling. I'm going to try to not shop for three months and shop my own closet. Honestly, this is something I need to do. (laughs) As a fashion blogger, I own far too much stuff as it is. I also have a bunch of clothes I need to sell, which I was hoping to do before the holidays, but time got away from me with the craziness of the season. So I'll probably be selling a lot on Poshmark this February. So stay tuned. I want to increase my salary by 20% by the end of the year. That is amazing. I wish you the best of luck in that. If you haven't already, I highly recommend you listen to Bad on Paper podcast episode on money. It's called Always Ask for More Money, Negotiating Your Salary, Getting a Promotion, and Setting Freelance Rates. There's a ton of useful info and actionable steps to take to reach that goal this year. Hear me out. I want to treat myself like a dog. Eat right, get fresh air, wear myself out, etc. When I first read this, I definitely laughed out loud, (laughs) but she ain't wrong. If we treated ourselves like we treated our precious pups, we'd all be better off. That is for damn sure. Read more, spend more time outside, basically less time in front of a screen. I got a lot of responses like this. Many people saying they want to spend less time on social media, and I am absolutely with you. I obviously have to still be on social media to share content because it's my job. But my goal is to be more intentional about what I share, when I share, how much I share, and then not sit around scrolling on my phone when I have free time, just to post what I need to post and then get off the app. And that may mean I am on DMs less. It may mean, I don't know what it means, but I'm going to do my best this year to cut down on screen time as well. And then I'm going to end with this one, which is submitted by one of my friends, because I think it's something we all could do. She submitted, reframing my inner monologue with more love and positivity to be more kind to myself. As women, we can be incredibly hard on ourselves, whether it's not feeling confident about how we look, insecurity about not having a romantic partner, not having the kind of job you think you should have, not having kids, whatever it is, the list goes on. I hope we can all go into this new year, into 2023, with more compassion, confidence, and self-love. who choose one word for their year to inspire and motivate them as the year goes on. And I've never done this before, but I thought for this week's final segment, I could share the word I'm going for this year. And that is intentional. I want to be more intentional about everything I do, from spending time with family and friends to being more open to and intentional about dating, to making sure the work and content I put out there is representative of me and not just sharing to share. To be intentional about how I treat my body, how I treat other people, how I live my life. I feel like so often I do things out of habit because something is easy or quick or doing things because it's something I think I should be doing, usually based on other people's expectations of me, of course. But this year, I want to put more intention behind my choices, my actions, and my words. Even though I'm fairly organized and a thoughtful person when it comes to my work, I would say I'm fairly unorganized in my personal life. I tend to act impulsively, say things without thinking them through, making decisions before they're necessary. I can be a bit careless without meaning to, which is something I definitely want to work on. I want to be more intentional about what I say, when I speak, how I make decisions in both work and my everyday life, etc. I want to be more intentional about the time I spend working versus my free time. I often stretch myself thin and work more than I should in order to meet the perceived expectations I think others have of me and stress myself out when it's not necessary, I also want to be more intentional about how I spend my money. I've been very lucky that I've done well in the business I'm in. And because of that, I've been somewhat careless on occasion about how I spend the money I make. And I'd like to be more intentional about saving versus spending and staying on top of my spending throughout the year. So I don't get in a pinch, which can sometimes happen thanks to not having control when I actually get paid on affiliate commissions and influencer partnerships. I want to be more intentional about my health and my wellness, to be more proactive with my health and going to the doctor, being intentional about the kinds of foods I'm consuming and the amount of alcohol I drink, but also how I speak to myself. We're always our own worst critics, and I feel like I've been particularly bad about that this last year and badmouthed myself to myself, <laughs> so I'd love to work on that. I want to be more intentional about the time I spend with my friends and my family. To be more intentional about keeping in touch regularly, if, even if I don't get to see certain people as often due to being in different cities or just bad scheduling thanks to their kids' schedules or everyone being so busy. I'm not great at regularly texting people throughout the week, mostly because I get so in the zone with work, but I want to be better about keeping the lines of communication open when we're not together. The world we live in has become so automated and at times very impersonal. And I would say a lot of that is thanks to technology. So living with intention is going to be my attempt to counteract that. If you're doing a word for the year, I'd love to hear what you're choosing and why. So send me a DM over on the Beck and Call podcast Instagram page, or you can email info at beckandcallpodcast.com. I may share more of your words in next week's episode for any of you who might be interested in some other ideas. Anyway, I'm so excited for the new year and can't wait to see what 2023 brings all of us. I hope this episode offered some inspiration for getting your year off to a great start with some good goals, intentions, and resolutions. I was very inspired by all of your submissions, so thank you for sharing that with me. And with that, we have come to the end of the episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider giving Beck and Call a five-star rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and really appreciate the support. So thank you. Thank you for that. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at Beck and Call Podcast for episode visual guides, audio clips, and more behind the scenes podcast content. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you guys next week. Bye.